Choose life. Choose a sport. Choose a drop zone. Choose a start time. Choose a fucking big jump plane. Choose turbine engines, speed, unlimited altitude, and endless horizons. Choose height, no low turns, and travel insurance. Choose jump tickets. Choose tiny action cameras. Choose your mates. Choose a rig and matching helmet. Choose swoop shorts and a range of fucking fabrics. Choose 120 vertical speed and wondering who the fuck you are on a Sunday morning. Choose sitting on that couch, watching debriefs, spirit-saving slow-mos, smashing beers after last load. Choose standing on the podium at the end of it all. Choose a win you'll love every time. And the reasons? There are no reasons. Who needs reasons when you fly NZ Aerosports? Of course, I absolutely love the NZ Aerosports business model. I mean, come on. One glance at an Icarus fuck yeah sticker and you know it lines up perfectly with the fucking pilot mentality. But outside their wonderful use of colorful language and a great company vibe, there's a long list of reasons to say NZ Aerosports, fuck yeah. NZ Aerosports blows me away right out of the gate as a canopy manufacturer with a bold offer. They give you 10 jumps on your brand new nylon to decide if you want to keep it, swap it out, or even return it for a refund. I mean, seriously, how incredible is that? That's like getting halfway through a prom and deciding you prefer the slightly racier date that goes down faster. Seriously, they do that. If you're not madly in love with your new canopy after 10 jumps, they'll let you swap it out for another size or model or even get your money back. And the range of canopies they've got? Man, they've got a style canopy to fit every jumper and every situation with models you know and trust, like the Sapphire 3, the perfect choice for the beginner or intermediate canopy pilot. The Crossfire 3, when you're ready to kick it up that elliptical notch. The JFX 2, if you're looking to up your new swoop game. The Leia, as the workhorse and dirt water dirt beast. Or the Petra. The Petra cranks out crazy power and is nothing short of a record breaker. But hey, it's not always about speed either. Take the Kraken. Built as a low-pack volume canopy, specifically with wingsuiting in mind, she gives you all the performance you're looking for with the reliability you need that'll have you itching for that next formation, rodeo, or puffy cloud. So, the equipment is top-of-the-line kick-ass stuff, as you already know, but how about the team? Well, the customer service gang is there to sort you out whenever you need them. Maddie and Beto are always there to help with Jen holding the reins. They're available for you at sales at nzaerosports.com, and they've got a kick-ass live chat tool on the website if you're wanting to hit someone up right away. These are the crew you're going to want to talk to to get those custom orders in. With the stock nylon, once you know what you want, they'll have that shit on a FedEx truck as soon as the credit card machine says approved and get you in the air in no time. For your custom orders, you'll be able to get a time frame for building and shipping when you design it, so get to it. And demos. They've got demos in the U.S. available from their partner Rock Sky Market. The whole U.S. demo fleet is there with Sapphire 3, Crossfire 3, Kraken, JFX2, and Leia canopies in a range of sizes. They also offer student and tandem demos in the U.S. Bottom line, every step of the way, NZ Aerosports is there to get you what you need, and I personally couldn't be happier to be teamed up with them here on Lunatic Fringe. And now, time to get started with Lunatic Fringe Into the Void, brought to you proudly by NZ Aerosports. Fuck yeah! Coming straight from the cockpit, it's another episode of Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot. Ready, set, go! In the free candy van for another episode of the Lunatic Fringe Into the Void with Brian Casserly. I just want to say thank you to Dean and to NZ Aerosports for having faith in me to taking over this podcast at least two episodes a month, so we hope. Anyway... 
Who the fuck are you and what do you do? Well, my name is Kevin Borum. I uh, skydive. I've been organizing with Pussfoot for a little while and traveling the country and just been uh, having a great time. Yeah, just having a good time. Met a lot of great people along the way. Uh, there's a lot of good skydivers out there. There's a lot of other skydivers out there too, but most <laughs> most are most are good-hearted and want to see us all do time. well. Or at least that's what uh, we try to be all about, you know, keeping everybody safe and having good skydives and keeping uh, keeping any separation between the uh, in and out crowd. Try to knock that down, you know. Fuck yeah. 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 So, <clears throat> COVID. What do you think? I think it's got a lot of people spooked and uh, sport kind of uh, took slowed down for a little bit. But now I feel like everybody's back at it and current or... Uh, at least wants to be, and you know, drop zones are up and running, and uh, you can finally breathe on the plane without covering your face. <laughs> Shit, man, we got we got screwed last year. Um, yeah, they didn't open up till like June. Man, we were, it just I felt like every every five minutes we were getting another email like, oh, buggies canceled, 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 canceled. canceled. Yeah, <clears throat> cancel, cancel culture. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, uh, you just end up with a lot of refunded credits you got to use, and uh, luckily we've been burning those back up, getting around, and. Uh, had some good boogies this year so far. Fuck yeah. So yeah. far, so far, so good. Come and take it was definitely a blast. Yeah. Um, oh, let me apologize now. I do not have the studio that Dean has. Uh, we are basically in the free candy van or in the garage. The tales from time. the basement. <laughs> so I remember when I first met you, um, I was with uh, Lick Nick, Nick leg name, out in Phoenix, and we were just checking out this drop zone we were going to throw a boogie at, and uh, you came rolling up, and Nick was like, yo, you got to meet Kevin. And I was like, Kevin? He goes, yeah, he's a ranch hand. I'm like, ranch hands are fun. So uh, we wound up hanging out. Remember that coach jump you took there? You weren't even licensed when we first met. Yeah, that was fun, and uh, <laughs> seeing all the wildlife out there and inside the DZ house. <laughs> uh, yeah, so in case you guys don't know, Skydive Phoenix is utterly a gem. Um, it's Mark Love place. that place. Yeah. It's um it's about an hour north of Eloy. Or not maybe not north. I don't I don't have my bearings to me, but northwest. Could be. Either way. It's an old uh, Mexican cartels drug drop like area. Like there was a runway and they would run drugs out of it. Posted signs on the door. <laughs> yeah, still to this day there is DEA seizure on the windows of the D uh, of the D Z house, which is kinda neat, but Really cool place, great vibe. Scorpions and lemurs and <laughs> desert cactuses yeah. and all sorts of things. I got stung by a scorpion in bed there. That's it's crazy. It's a good way to break in a canopy going out there, you know, soften her up a little bit, drag her through the desert a little bit. Mm, sounds delicious. But yeah, that was a good time. We even went to that place. What was it called? Uh, Rooster Cogburns. Yeah. There was uh, all sorts of animals and donkeys and... What else was there? What were the things sticking their heads through the wall? I don't know. All sorts of fun things. Hey, if any of you guys get a chance, you're at Eloy or at Phoenix or just in that area, you want to go check out Rooster Cogburns. The place is utterly cool. Like they got like uh, ostriches and monster truck rides and all sorts of fun stuff. It's a good weather day uh, or a hold. Just go down there and hang out. Not bad. There was a place not too <clears> far from there. We uh, rented side by side and uh, ran it up the side of this mountain and down this trail and stuff and. You can ride them on the roads there to get there. That was pretty cool. That's that another picture thing of you do. butt naked. Yeah, that was that happened up there in the in the uh, Arizona wilderness, <laughs> the old Red Rock Mountain. Yeah, you were in Sedona. I mean, that you're not cool. you're not a skydiver unless you have a picture of your naked ass on top of a cliff somewhere in the desert. Yeah, yeah you got to have it. I think that's like a rite <laughs> of passage. You're absolutely. 
So yeah, I mean, after that, you went hard. I remember you, you weren't even licensed out there, and you just started going nuts. Yeah, I uh, got a fresh rig right from getting my license. I mean, looking back on it, I kind of wish I uh, maybe had to use rig for my first one because I uh, you know ended up downsizing a few times. And yeah, you have. Um, you know, but not too quick. You know, making sure I uh, hit all my my uh, milestones with my canopy and getting completely bored with it, and knowing I can got it dialed in before you know make a move like that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, luckily, uh, you know, the rig and everything. I've, I haven't never had a problem with my Infinity. I'm an in- Infinity guy for now, and uh, love my uh, Icarus canopies. Yeah. Now, uh, <clears throat> talking about downsizing, what was it like two years ago at the Halloween buggy? You, you had a tear in your pilot chute, and mm. I come, I come walking out, and I'm like, "Hey, where, where's Kevin?" They're like, "Oh, he's up." I'm like, "I thought his rig was damaged," and then all of a sudden, he's like, "Yeah, he's on my, I don't know, what you want, like a '59?" Uh, it was, uh, <laughs> I think it was a '129 or still something like that. It was a stiletto that uh, opened up. Uh, okay, two out of five, six times. The other times, uh, they, I mean, it worked. It opened and flew, but you know, it wasn't. I wouldn't say it wasn't enjoyable, but it uh, got me through. I was able to keep going. You know, I try not to let equipment, you know, keep you on the ground. If it's something small, I mean, they didn't have a pilot chute there for me, so I didn't really have a choice. And luckily, the <laughs> uh, the rigger there was nice enough to let me borrow his rig. Shout out to, uh, I forgot his name, John, maybe. I'm sorry, if I'm, sorry if I'm forgetting your name, but appreciate you, bud. And, uh, yeah, it's been good. I'm, I'm always that guy, you know. Looking at people's equipment on the planes, trying to make sure everybody's good, you know, in the loading up area, and uh, you know, just we're all there for the same reason, you know, having safe, smart Scott eyes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's just the only way we got to we got we got to go home at the end of the day. There's just no doubt about it. <clears throat> it's definitely not something you just do because you're there. You know, you got to want it. And yeah. You got to feel it. You know, if uh, for me, about five percent of uh, you know, I don't want it is too much, and uh, try to you know, sometimes I I might call it you know a little early. You know, with the winds or if you know clouds or something, you know, if I'm not liking it. But I, uh, you know, try to like I said, you gotta play it smart and make the right decisions. You know, when you start adding multiple decisions that you shouldn't have made, you know, that's when things happen. And uh, life's always gonna have risk. It's all about eliminating as much as possible. Well, yeah, you gotta you gotta do what we can to keep the sport safe, but fun at the same time. And I think that's why you and I are a good mix. So, <clears throat> as my inaugural. Uh, episode with the lunatic fringe I chose Kevin who happens to be my hetero life partner and uh, it's funny because you know we've been load organizing now together for three or four years and we've been hitting it hard but everyone always thinks that we hate each other but the truth of the matter <laughs> is we're we're basically a married couple so I am <clears throat> as I tell everyone a somewhat okay skydiver Kevin, to me, is a shredder, even though he would tell you he's not. I, uh, I would disagree, but... Uh, All right, well, hey, I'm just going to go with it. You we fly can get, camera. You, we can get down, yeah. So we're always invited to... Well, most boogies were invited together, and, uh, you know, I, I'm more of the party guy. Um, I'll do, you know, maybe five jumps a day where these guys are doing ten, but when the night comes, I mean, that's where I sort of turn on. But during the day, I mean, you're, 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 you're fucking busy during the day. We yeah, don't talk I to mean, each we, other at boogies anymore. You know, we always get people that uh, that want to jump and, you know, do new things, jump with new people, new places, and I always try to, you know, fit in as much as I can in a day, and, uh, you know, there's, there's always a good crowd, seems to be, wherever we go, you know, there's, there's uh, you know, some newer jumpers, some, some locals, you know, some experienced guys, you know, just 
it's always a it's always a good crowd, you know. If you've if you've ever uh, been to a boogie, you know it's it's a good place to be. You know, it's better than a normal day at the drop zone, especially a boogie that you're at. Because I mean, if you and I are load organizing, we know that we're going to take anybody up. Right. From- There's the. W- it's not like we always try to set the bar low, but we we do try to uh, at least meet our meet our milestones and accomplishments. You oh, know, we keep we, it low. Plan B is uh, usually just refer to Plan A or who gives a shit. Plan C or D. Yeah, there's always one of those. Generally, a zoo dive, but you dude, your camera uh, flying is getting to be. Yeah, it's. Hand, so I mean, it takes takes practice and uh, you know just trying to learn what works for you and you know obviously being at the right place, at the right time. You know, keep an eye on the uh, the sun where that is. You know, try to get the right angle, but also knowing where you're going and what's around you. You know, especially uh, you know breaking off. You know, I tell it to everybody: track like your life depends on it, because it does. <laughs> All right, so out of all the boogies that you've been to, and let's just say the last three years, I don't want to bring it back too far, what was your favorite boogie? And I've probably been to it with you. Hmm. Oh, wait, no, there's a couple I haven't. I don't do fits with you. You do fits every year. Fits was pretty dope. I had a great time there. Uh, two times I went there and uh, didn't make it this year. I was pretty bummed about that. Miss you, Spence. Yeah, shout out to Chris. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I it's a tough one. To try to say which one's the best. I mean, as far as well, they're the, all they're all uh, different. I was gonna say they all have their their things that would be appealing. I would have to say, uh, hmm, yeah, it's a tough one. I know. I mean, you you can't really pick one boogie. Um, that's it's it's impossible. But. Um, I'm gonna have to say Point Break just because of the crowd, the environment, the play. There's a that, that it did have a lot of things going for him. And uh, not only that, beach jumps and yeah, yeah, hanging yeah. out with my dog and my camper and all my homies. It's uh, it's kind of hard to beat that, you know. You're only a shouting distance from the, o- or you know, hop skipping a jump away from the ocean and the lazy turtle and uh, you know all of our people, all of our people <laughs> down there. Well, po- Point Break's a different animal, right? I-, I would put Point Break up there with. It's not a TSK, but it's it's a boogie in a sense where it's not. There's no camps. It's a, boogie, it's a boogie you can jump at. Yeah, you, know? you can I mean, jump at the boogie, but the party. The party is what you go for. That party for the last few years has been outrageous. I mean, I come home and my wife's like, dude, you don't have a voice. For like two weeks. It's but, a really nice place, too. You know, the whole way the drop zone's laid out, the deck and the, uh, the packing area. And just the whole vibe down there. Any, anytime you know, it's, it's similar to Sebastian and where you get to jump by the ocean, you know, you can see the ocean. You know, you always get a nice sunset. And that's uh, that's appealing to me. I, I, I love, a, love a good sunset jump. <laughs> I just love seeing you and your Hawaiians. You know, mm, that's landed on the beach, barefoot, hanging out with the dog and all good people. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. You just show up randomly on your one wheel <laughs> wearing a Hawaiian with a cup of rum. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a good one. Yep, that's a good one. That's a, that's a good place to have the one wheel. It is. I tell you, you got to zip back to the camper. Come and take it was was pretty awesome. Um, great people out in Texas. Any Spaceland oh, yeah. boogie is always a good boogie. Yep, agreed. You, just, you can't beat them. I mean, the shout out of, to Scott. Yeah, Scott, Scott, uh, Scott Latinus guys. We're gonna try to get him on here for you. But um, you know, Spaceland will put a ton of money into whatever they're doing, and the boogies generally wind up being amazing. Um, but if you want a party, you got to go to Point Break. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, what a boogie! <clears throat> so, yeah, man, camera flying, dogs, drinking rum, riding your one wheel. 
<laughs> That's what you're all about, huh? Yeah, well, there's <clears throat> there's a lot to the skydiving crowd, you know, even even though you think you might not have anything in common with somebody, usually you have some sort of common ground with another skydiver, even if it's not just skydiving, you know? Well, they always tell you, you come for the jumps, but you stay for the people. Yeah, and, you know, you always end up knowing at least one other skydiver somewhere that you might have crossed paths with or something like that, <laughs> or, you know, you worked in a, in a in a similar field, you know, you feel like it's not uh, it's not difficult to spark a conversation with another skydiver and, you know, not even talk about skydiving. Yo, that's that's the, kind of the key. I mean, like I said, the community is just awesome, right? So, I don't know. There are the sky gods that are just irritating, but most part... Pretty much, yeah. I don't mind taking any question from anybody, and I might not even have the right answer, and if I, do, if I don't, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find the right answer, and, you know, we're... Nobody's perfect, and like I said earlier, it's the risk's always going to be there. It's all about eliminating as much as you can as possible, and, you know, you can only do that by uh, making smart decisions and being, you know... Think about your moves and what you're going to do next. Yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, smart decisions, how's your knee doing? My right knee's good. My left knee uh, is is trending towards the right. What happened to the right <laughs> one? And unfortunately, uh, might have to do some PT or or get the surgery done on my left side and get some more meniscus removed. You know, something that'll never grow back. But it's, it's, <clears throat> Here's a man who's constantly having knee issues and wearing braces. And Thirty-five-year-old old man, and oh, that, dude. If you're old, I don't. What does that make me? <laughs> uh, yeah, well. Hey. I guess uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe I carry some of my stresses in my knees. <laughs> it's it's because when you lit the bonfire at Burning Low, man, you you know you got a little too hot. Well, I'm always. I'm always bouncing all over the place and, you know, tweaking myself and, you know, hurting some weird, awkward muscle doing something stupid. Or, you never stop. Yeah, it's... You uh, never stop. You go hard all uh, day if, and then the I'm next day you're doing like, oh. something, I usually try to do it. But uh, I do like to enjoy my downtime, too, whenever I can. And, uh, you know, now that it's getting nicer out, the weather's looking good, and, you know, things are opening up around here. It's it's almost back to normal life. But it's getting close. It's, yeah, it's yeah. still not there, and... The whole world is taking on a cultural shift. You know, everybody's just... Oh, fuck yeah, man. Things are getting weird. Everybody's just not who they were a few years ago. And no. No, everything's yeah. changing. Death, that's for sure. Cancel culture. Everybody working from home now, which, eh, for skydivers ain't a bad thing. If you can work from home and then in a van in the parking lot of the drop zone, you know, or do things like that, you know, they're, it, COVID has had some of its benefits and to some people, and... Uh, well, unfortunate, you know, it's unfortunate. Obviously, it's my heart goes out to uh, people that have lost somebody for that. But uh, you know, yeah, man, it has uh, opened up opportunities in some places. I feel like uh, COVID, like you just said, it brought a lot of people together with their families, but it also gave a lot of people ample time to travel. Right. So if you had a laptop and a Wi-Fi device, and you were working remotely, you could go anywhere you wanted in the country, skydive. Some people were locked down. Some people did get a little more freedom, you know, like, uh, you know, not working on the road, you know, trying to do things remote. Now you can, you know, see your kids more, see your, you know, your parents more, go travel, do something more, you know, explore new places, you know, hit, hit the restaurant, you know, a few miles away that you've still never been to. And yeah, things like that. Well, you got that camper. Yeah, the uh, the camper's been good. I'm thinking I want to downsize. It's a little big. It's nice to roll. Uh, you know, it's nice if I need to roll out with a bunch of my homies. It's It sleeps, you know, six people. But, you know, sometimes it's just me, my old lady, and the dog. And, you know, it's a bit much for what I need right now. But 
it's uh, it's been good. I haven't had any serious issues. You know, knock on wood. <laughs> Just don't knock there. <laughs> like uh, we don't hopefully the. Uh, Camper doesn't have any issues. I'm, I'm thinking she's going to be all right. She's still relatively new. It's that and my truck or and my rig are the, the probably the three things in my life that I try to really keep good care of and not uh, not shit it out. There's nothing like having a mobile boom boom room. I love mobile boom boom room. Um, mobile living room, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I definitely didn't want to buy a used toilet, so I ended up getting a new one. Yeah, and, me, uh, me yeah I just yeah. kind of wish I went with something a little smaller. It's, it's 26 feet, but it's... Uh, well, toe's good. It does, yeah. And, and then along with that comes with, I should have got a bigger truck, but my 1500 pulls it all right. It's just 10 miles in a gallon wherever you're going, which most of the time, if I'm pulling that thing, it's going to be worth it. Shit, last year you took that thing everywhere. You were gone for like four weeks. Yeah, that, uh, that camper's got probably just as many miles on it as my truck does, so... Twenty, thirty thousand, at least. Yeah. You are uh, you planning any more trips this year? I know you're you're constantly on the road. I mean, uh, this year, yeah, we got a few things lined up. We got, uh, you know, uh, Burning Low Man, or is that coming up? That'll be uh, first weekend in September. September. But are, weren't you planning on going down to Suffolk this weekend, right? Yeah, I was, but I uh, actually got a doctor's appointment to get the knee checked out. I want to, <laughs> I kind of want to see what I'm getting into, uh, and and if I can avoid the surgery for a little bit, because. I uh, I tried doing PT for the right one before I need, decided to get the surgery and it didn't really help much. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking I probably do need the surgery. I just might want to put it off after until uh, after, after boogie season. You know we yeah we got a lot to do. This summer time. just started. Yeah, I was gonna join you, but you know found out it was Father's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I want to see my dad. Got to see the in law. And then I want to do it with the kids. So then you had the whole Blackfoot situation. Oh yeah. So <laughs> if you guys, uh, we'll get we'll get to that maybe one day when I talk to Dean. But I, I wound up getting a uh, disohotric eczema this year, yeah. and um, it was funny. I, I you bro- don't want to see it back. No, no. Yeah, Ke- Kevin doesn't like it. But I was looking at it on my feet. I'm like calluses, and I uh, the plague foot. The plague foot. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, shit. Could this fucking be? contagious it's on my fingers it's on my feet and i'm like i got i got three kids sitting here and the wife uh, i can't yeah. be giving nothing to no one so i go to the doctor and the doctor's like oh let me see what's going on and i show him he goes holy shit dude he goes your feet are cracked down to the bone i mean you can see fatty it was terrible if anyone really wants to see a picture just let me know and i'll show you i got plenty but he goes yeah you're gonna lose your feet he's like you're a couple days away from losing your feet so they, they wound up giving me antibiotics, and I went on steroids. This is all, mind you, very, very fresh. Picture picture in that movie with Adam Sandler where the guy who's got that frozen foot and looks crazy. Didn't look like that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't black. If anything, it was like super white from all the dead skin. But I, I, I got it under control with steroids, and then uh, Gavin and I just we were just in Texas. And still and, hooked at the Texas. Yeah, it was yeah. good. You got around all right. You know? Yeah, we got around, except for... After one of my jumps, we did this, uh, I call them, I can't quit you jumps, when I take up two very new jumpers and try to get them into a round, but just don't let go. And it generally turns into a uh, meat missile, slash hybrid, slash belly, slash... Shit whipping. Yeah, shit whipping, but everyone <laughs> smiles at the end anyhow. But uh, I get down, I have a little thing on my finger, and anyway, since I got back from Texas, um, full-blown fucked again. I mean, I can hardly walk again right uh, now. Um, crazy glue in the feet. Matter of fact, I was on a boys' boat trip this weekend, Kevin. I, I know you know that, but um, in the mornings I'd go up to a little, little, I don't know what you call it, cafe, and I'd sit there and glue my feet while people were eating breakfast, just because, because why not? <laughs> uh, I would have been best if I was oh, yeah. to you, man. I, I tell you what, though, <laughs> uh, there was this girl um, there this weekend, and she was wearing this shirt. And it says, "Sounds gay. Count me in." So I look at her. I'm like, "Where'd you get that fucking shirt?" She goes, "I don't know." 
I'm like, so I pulled it up on Amazon. Yeah. I ordered it. It comes tomorrow. Super excited about it. It is the season. Yeah, man. Pride, Pride month. month. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, everyone's from different walks of life. I'll support everybody. Yeah. Why not? You are who you are. You got to be who you're going to be. So, yeah. Um, we got Point Break coming up. Holy shit. You know, I was just telling someone, and, and they weren't believing me this weekend, about what happened in the packing room in Texas two weeks ago with that older gentleman. Enlighten me. The guy who had a heart attack and died on the floor? Yeah, what about him? I, no one was believing me. I'm like, yeah, I was like, oh, this guy that just died on the floor. happened, and that was definitely crazy. Uh, Bob, shout out to you, man. Hope you're doing all right. Yeah, man. Just hope, hope you're doing well. And talk about luck. Our, our friend Laura and a Navy the right people at the right yep. time. and Right people the right at equi- the right, right time. Right equipment, you know, having yep. everything there to... So the drop zone happened to have a traveling trauma nurse visiting and another trauma nurse who was in there. I don't know her name, but shout out to you. And then, um, oh, I forget his name. The guy who just got his A license, who's a corpsman. Hmm. And this dude just dropped dead on the floor. Death rattle everything. And they started doing compressions. And then uh, Thomas and Whitney, shout out to you guys from San Marcos, ran in with a defibrillator and brought this dude right back to life. And what does he say the second he gets up? What's going on? Can I go skydiving? Yeah, let's go back. Let's get back <laughs> Skydivers are a rare breed. This guy just had a massive heart attack, wakes up after being shocked, and here he is ready to go back up in the air. God bless him. Bob, shout out, man. Hell yeah. You're doing all right. <clears throat> he's going to be just fine. He's a uh, strong, strong man. But, um, yeah, man, so you just uh, you travel around, you get your dog, you hit up boogies, you camera fly when you can. Yeah, I do, I do have a nine to five that, you know, job has changed, but I still try to keep skydiving uh, fun. You know, I haven't made skydiving a complete career yet, you know, like, you know, throwing drugs or doing things like that. Yet. I feel like I, that ruins it. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I, I, I still enjoy doing it, and I don't. I don't want to get burnt out, you know, uh, with my old knees already, and <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, want to keep it fun. I want to keep uh, keep enjoying it. I don't want to not enjoy it. I like how you will fly camera whenever a drop zone asks, and if you ask me, some of your your uh, your stuff, pretty yeah. awesome. I mean, I've never so seen. I got the yet. email address. Just gonna orbit. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, so you travel, you get to do all these different things, and on top of it, you get to load organize. So, I mean, like, if you ask me, you're at a perfect balance between, you know, fun and work. Because load organizing is fun. I mean, at least the way you do it. You're not putting together very technical, crazy jumps. You're doing these fun jumps. And I think that's awesome, right? So that was our our plan when we started load organizing was let's not do crazy technical stuff. Let's just take up, you know, A's, B's. Maybe yep. early when you season. get a, a spread of some experienced people and not experienced people, you know, you could try to plan, a, you know, a jump that... <clears throat> Still works for everybody, you know, doing hybrids or, you know, things like that, you know, trying to uh, get everybody together and get, every, yeah, yeah. you know, everybody to accomplish something together. Even if you are a guy with 10,000 jumps, jumping with somebody with a couple hundred, you know, you you can all take away smiles from it. A couple hundred, man. You, you took up a guy last week that had like fucking 27 jumps. Yep. You put him on a hybrid. Yep. He, lo- <laughs> he loved every bit of it. <laughs> well, that's that's the key, right? So that's yep. that's the retention. You take someone who just got their license and, hey, they're at a it boogie. Requires they- some, some yeah. uh, you know, pre-work and making sure everybody's on the same page and what to do and not to do. And so uh, it, it, we pulled it off. went great. You remember those army dudes down at Suffolk at Burning Low Man that just got their licenses and we put them out the back of the sky van with a raft and it worked 
Oh my god! After it flipped, after it flipped over, and somebody hang, somebody was hanging. I remember. I, I can't quit you. I can, I, <laughs> I can still close my eyes and picture that uh, that scene of the him holding onto the balloons above him. It's already gone, and then it just taken off. Uh, but, but remember, those guys were like, "Yeah, we can skydive." And I never even asked how many jumps you had. And all of a sudden, they're like, "Yeah, like twenty six. Awesome. We all like, like signed it and <laughs> wrote all crazy stuff. On it. <laughs> Oh, you put good. the fake hundreds. That's another one of your mo's, huh? The fake hundreds. Tell me about well, that. They're they're pieces of art, you know. They're they're just uh, green pieces of paper that resemble money. And you know, sometimes we'll, you know you'll drop one on the floor and see who picks it up and how they do it. And, and just uh, so you guys know, these don't just resemble money. They are on point, except for the feel and, and the, the Chinese Asian, lettering and the, and the Asian <laughs> writing on it. Yeah, and red. <laughs> but I mean, they look real. I mean, what's from from from, from a distance? They look real, but it's nice to. Uh, you know, see how people pick them up. Some people will do the old uh, step on it and stomp and look around first, and some people <laughs> will do the quick swoop and grab. And what was it? Uh, Lauren at Sus- Sussex was like, "You're gonna get us in trouble." Someone's Someone gonna tried hand to pass one. Someone's gonna hand one in. But she the, got one handed know. in, so we had to write on the back. Yeah, no, not not real, not real. Yeah. And, and then you were writing pussfoot on them, and I'm like, "Don't do that. You're dropping them from the airplane. <laughs> I'm gonna get a call from the FBI later." Yeah, that was another one we did out. I think that was in. Uh, Excuse me. Phoenix, maybe. We just <laughs> had one sitting on my lap, and it just started flying around in cabin, and everybody's like, oh, man, grab it, grab it. And, uh, yeah. Holy so, shit. You know, I just remember... Out the door. People are like, What's, what, what are you doing, man? This buddy just flew out the door. Do you remember <laughs> that zero-G ride in Phoenix? Oh, that was great. I, uh, I can remember that, too. That was a good time. That was, that was, a, fa- that was a fast play. Who was... A, I don't remember the pilot's name out there. Uh, we're not going to say, because he was maybe a little fast. That's that true, day. yeah. That but was, I'll tell you what. A good they, time. They just hired a kid at that drop zone who'd never been in a plane before. And remember, they put a round oh, parachute right, on yeah. and they sat him behind me. <laughs> so I remember the... He's got a pilot rig yeah, on, yeah. We're pulling those fucking heavy Gs and you guys were like, oh, here we go. And I'm like, I don't even know what's happening. I've never done one of these. He looked like he thought the plane was going down. He was grabbing my <laughs> handles. I'm like, get the fuck off my handles. I was, oh, that was, that was hysterically. He was crying. He had tears. He was just—he didn't know what just happened. He had the, tears he, rolling he, he down his face. He was smiling at the end after he realized what was going on. There was dead that, scorpions floating in the fucking everybody plane. Everybody was smiling and laughing. Oh, oh man, that was God. fun. We had the video of that. We promised we'd never post it, though. Remember, yeah. we said we'd wait five years. Yeah. Uh, that was definitely a fucking fun ride. Oh yeah. That kid's face, though, I will never forget that. <laughs> that was. <laughs> He's like, what's going on? He'd never been in a plane, and here he is floating in one. You know, like, oh uh, man, who doesn't love a good zero G? I do love zero G. I just love being around planes in the airport, even a, even a day on the ground. You know, sometimes just being around the planes in the airport and seeing the you know the med- medical choppers coming in and, and fueling over by us and like in Sussex, that, that guy rips pe- yeah. people with the old biplanes and stuff like that. Okay. You know, you... I'll take a steerman any day, but that that medical guy. At Sussex, man, he rips that thing like yeah, he stole it. like sideways over the hangar at twelve feet. You know, like oh, you got to save a life, you got to go. Those guys can rip, man. Yes, Give them credit. Can. They remind me of like those, those smoke jumper plane pilots, you know, like out in the middle of Oregon. Yeah, it's jumping in with just a you know shovel or a pickaxe. Not even a pilot. They're gonna fly dig, into fire, digging, man. Digging trenches. It's <laughs> give those guys credit. Well, it's like my flamethrower is actually a. Um, I was just going to say, I, as time goes on, fires only get worse, and then you bring up your flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's that's what that was designed for. The flamethrower was actually designed for forestry. So if you have a fire and you have to do a controlled Build burn, a burn line, just right. like down yeah. at uh, Clewiston, dude. I mean, holy crap. That was crazy. They, they, it, the, the, 
that heat from that makes its own weather. <laughs> yeah. If you guys have never been to uh, Space Link Lewiston, A, it's an amazing drop zone with amazing, amazing staff. The Great DZM and D slash DZOs there are phenomenal from the SNTA down to Manifest. There's not a bad person at that drop zone. By Lake Okeechobee. Yep. The weird part is, is there's sugarcane everywhere. And it seems like every time Kevin and I roll in, they're doing a burn. And these flames are like 500... Oh, I'm exaggerating. But these flames are fucking tall and You can't thermals. tell what's cloud and what's smoke and... Yep. It, uh, but that, you know, usually is if it's as long as it's downwind, it's good, you know. It's... <laughs> well, what was that story we heard that with, there was a guy who opened in a smoke cloud and an amber set his canopy on fire? So he, he disconnected like his that. RSL and fell out of it before I think pulling it was a track dessert. jump. He was on his back or something and didn't really see what was coming. Or I, I don't remember what the circumstances were. Just, I guess the, the, the key of that story is don't jump into ambers or smoke. Yeah. yeah that, that would be bad. Cause, yeah. But at least he was smart enough to pull his RSL and then, mm-hmm. you know, free fall out of the uh, burning incident <laughs> yeah. flag thing and majiggy. Jesus Christ, that'd be scary. I mean, if you're going to do it on purpose... Yeah. For a video. I mean, let's, <laughs> let's set our canopy on fire for a video, because who doesn't want an Instagram picture like that? that? But, you know. It's a badass shot. To- I would do it. I mean, if I was Actually, a better sky I, say, I got a, I got a <laughs> canopy that needs a few patches that might work for that. Holy shit. We didn't even talk about that. So, if you guys have ever seen, um, he was on, what's it called again? Friday Freakout. Yeah, Friday Freakout. We had it on Pussfoot first, though. It's called, Have You Seen My Shoe? If you go to Pussfoot, and I'm sh- I don't know what it's called on Friday Freakout. If you just type in, uh, I think, Pussfoot Shoe or... Yeah, it's one of those. But premature Shoe. It's I, definitely it's Have You like Seen My Shoe. It's got like 200 something thousand views. So I know some of you people out there have seen it, but uh, yeah, that was some scary shit. Yeah, that's you. So tell us about that. Yeah, that was uh, that was Jump 101. <laughs> what The day went from going... Uh, what a day. Real good to, oh shit, real quick, and... Uh, Luckily, me and me and my homie made enough uh, good decisions to uh, not kill us both. So, and uh, shout out to Joe, Joe Sarah. Yeah, if you haven't seen this video, basically it starts out with uh, two dudes hopping out of an otter up at the ranch, and instantly it becomes a fucking bundle. Bridal, wrap, of, bridal wraps around his foot, and there's a premature kicks, wraps around his kicks foot. His foot Kicks his shoe off, and uh, canopy opens up, blows apart, and I flew it for the next 25 minutes. Yeah, because you were opened at like 14 grand. I talked to, yeah, I, thought, I had 20 minutes to talk myself out of chopping it. and uh, You're so lucky that was subsonic. It still flew. That's why I stuck by... Uh, I, I wrote a letter to Icarus, and then I uh, got a response from a dude named Francois, and uh, told him, I was like, hey man, your shit obviously still works after being mangled, and... Uh, you know, being upside down and shredded, and the uh, the canopy still flew, so I needed to have another one. It was downsized. Yeah. I told myself if I could fly that turd for uh, 20, 25 minutes, yeah, uh, it was time to downsize. So I uh, I did, and uh, yeah, that was uh, that was the first red, white, and blue and black canopy I got. You made Friday freak out. Learned a lot of lessons that day. My God, I feel like. Uh, you know the reason why I put it. Well, not I feel the the reason why I put that out there and sent it in to uh, team. I you know wanted to share it. You know, it's exit separation at the door is important. After that jump, you know, I look back and I think about how many times I've bumped people in the door, and you know, not not really a big deal. You know, just you know, but uh, it can be. It can turn into shit real quick, and 
just diving out at the same time next to somebody, not a good idea. Leave leave that little bit, you know, and you know, just if now I don't even want anybody even looking at my hacky. I, I'll I'll hold it, you know, until we're off the you know, out the door out, you know, and uh I just I got a lot I got a lot more aware of uh what could go wrong with having a premature and uh yeah. I tell you that's actually the reason I switched from a hacky to a putt. I was like, you know what? Putt's a little safer, it's a little more tucked in there. Yeah, that's what I have in my rig now. I uh the hacky I mean, not that it was a bad design or anything like that. It was, it was just, a monkey it fish. was just it was just a yeah. It was uh it was uh, an error on. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't even point blame, but I would say mostly my part. I should have. Uh, I should have left some separation. And uh, you can't blame anyone on that one. I, just, it is what it is. I'm happy we made enough good decisions that day. And everybody lived. And you got your first high pull, so that was fun. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, that was a crazy day. That was a crazy day. Oh man, try to think like. That used canopy I bought though that blew apart. It was it was like a ten year old canopy, and it was uh, owned by this nice woman who took great care of it, and it only had like a couple hundred jumps on it. And that's just, after that thing being upside down under me and blowing apart, breaking lines, separating six of the ribs, it still flew and uh, crazy. Canopies are meant to fly, even after being. <clears throat> You know, there's sometimes when you're packing, and you're like, oh, you know, you start second guessing yourself, and you're like, eh, I should redo it. And no matter what you do to that canopy, after being upside down and shredded, she'll still fly. You know, obviously, you want to do the best you can to get a good pack job, but you know, just try not to overthink it. Those canopies, they want to fly. You got to think of something cool to do with that 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 wing, man. You got to put it like I know. I'm like thinking a about bar. a hammock or a, you know just something, or maybe make a crazy jumpsuit out of it, but it's awkward colors. It's like, purple and yellow I would just put it up on your ceiling man fuck a sex mirror put that thing right above you I got plenty of wall space in the garage but it's usually windy in there that's one you want to save I mean that thing it's like I got a fire helmet over there Uh, my first time ever going into a live fire environment that I had no business being in I fell through the floor and that helmet split apart but it did save my life so I took it out of the trash after the chief threw it away. I always have this dream about ripping across a lake with a canopy on ice skates. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that, maybe that'll yes. be me one day. So he lives. He lives on one of the largest lakes in New York metro area. Um, I actually, it's weird. We didn't know each other. We lived less than a mile from each other. The way the crow flies. Yeah. And uh, the lake freezes, and they do all this amazing shit on the lake. Dude, winter carnival's fucking awesome. And, um, Back when we had winter. Yeah, well, it froze this year, didn't it? Shit, it did, but not right. like when we were kids, when you know, two months of pond hockey. Yeah, I, I mean, I used to rip my fucking quad across that thing, doing like 80 yeah. miles an hour. You had to watch out for the ice There used ridges. to be trucks on it. Huh? Mm. Do you remember all the people that lost their heads with the snowmobiles hitting the docks? No. Oh, that dude, sounds that horrible. one year there was like three guys because they lowered the lake. and a lot and of stuff froze. that happens on that lake. I mean, Crazy. you get all your weekend warriors that come out there on the boats and try to... Well, they're just ripping around being careless, and uh, unfortunately some people have gotten got out there. How that area is not worth millions to me just blows my mind, because when you have an 18-mile-long interstate lake, 45 minutes from Manhattan, and the real estate up there is still dirt cheap. Like, you're talking, like, you know, what my house would cost in Rockland up there is, like, half the price, and it's... Yeah, a lot of them are old and kind of... Kind of beat though, all covered in shellac, and when they catch fire, you just got to stand back. Like and my watch. kitchen that had four layers of wall on it. <laughs> it doesn't I, look good. Oh, I had another layer. I had another layer. Fun fact about that place: they uh, 
there used to be a lot of mobsters up there. And I was on Jersey Avenue doing a driveway one day, and a guy, he was looking all weird. Now, you know I like to talk. I talk to everybody. I just can't <laughs> even stop. And this guy's talking to me like too much, and I'm like, what, what, what's up, dude? You, you okay? He goes, I got to tell you something. And I go, oh, tell me. I'd love to listen. He's like, I redid the floor in my garage, and I found a body in a burlap sack. And I'm like, what'd you do with it? He goes, I threw it in the garbage. I'm like, you could add fucking Hoffa, bro. I'm like, do yourself a favor. Don't tell anyone, because this happened to my uncle with two bodies in his backyard, and the FBI had the house for like six months. I'm like, don't tell anyone. He's like, I won't. What did I do? I told fucking everybody. I had it was the greatest story. I'm like, this guy's got bodies in his garage. Uh, it was a big, it was a big mob thing up there for a long time. Even Babe Ruth used to have a house on that lake. They're redoing that hotel or whatever it was right next to it. Hmm. Hopefully, it uh, stays nice. That whole area is coming up, and now they've got a new. Drop zone that's tandem only up there, from what I'm told. I don't think it's actually opened yet, but oh, I yeah. I heard a jump plane flying over the house and took a ride over there, and it looks like they're uh, they're sending some tandems over there. So Just tandems, though, I think. Having a nice view of the lake, that'd be cool. <laughs> Scared of those outs, though. Except, uh, you know, all the air traffic over there, too. It's a yeah, dude, bit like crazy. 747's at like 4,000 feet above your house. It's, yeah, it's kind of creepy. Mean, as long as they're uh, pilots are paying attention and, you know, making smart moves. Yeah. And, uh, Oh, who knows? Hopefully it works out. You, know, you wish everyone luck in their endeavors. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so, I don't know, man. Like, we got a busy boogie season this year. What are you, uh, what's your plans? Where are you, where are you headed to next? Looking bo- looking forward to point break again, jumping on the beach. I mean, like I was saying earlier, there's uh, not much better than a, <clears throat> than a sunset beach jump. And oh, yeah. Barefoot. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. You're uh, organizing. I know that because I set you up. Yep, so... Anybody that's coming out there, come see me. We'll be getting some beach jumps and some other jumps, whatever you want to do. So, Jeremy Cosner, awesome dude, by the way. We're going to try to get him on here. Was supposed to be doing the beach jumps, but he got kind of mauled up swooping that pond. Yeah. So, you are now taking over beach jumps and shenanigans. So, just so you guys know, I mean, I love to organize, but that is my boogie to relax and party. And I will do one or two jumps a day. Plenty of that, yeah. He's got to kind of pick up some of my slack. And, I don't uh, mind doing that. It's, it's all good. <laughs> Plus the crew down there is good. They, uh, Amazing they people. They keep things rolling and everybody's friendly. I like it there. Yep. I mean, I'm looking forward to that too. Yep. Anything in between then and now? Uh, what do we got next? I don't even know. Let's check see. Old, what is it? Check the old calendar. June, we here. have something. Oh, I got uh, I got Falls Fest up at Scott of the Falls. Yep. I'm going to be at... Uh, at a wedding, so that one I'm going to miss. Uh, Let's see. There's definitely a bunch this year. Then it was we, Atlanta. There, but there was a Suffolk boogie at the end of July. We were still trying to confirm. That one is going to be canceled. There's going to be one boogie at Suffolk this year. It's going to be uh, Burning Low Man, and that's in September. Uh, <clears throat> I know there's Point Break. There is There's a bunch of stuff, man. I don't want to start... Touching the wood here, like you're doing. And all mm. is in the, so it's, there, uh, and then there was the Atlanta boogie that I had to uh, you get to pull, pull out, out of going on a family trip. Yeah, it's all good. Gonna miss the Atlanta folks. I think we should do another Pussfoot fundraiser boogie this year. I just don't know uh, the venue. You know, you know, working with OEW, I'd love to do something to to raise some money for these vets. So if you have any ideas, definitely let me know on that one. Yeah. Um, and if you guys have any plans or. You think there's a good place that you could bring, you know, Pussfoot, Kevin, and me. Um, 
out do some good for the community we're uh, we're always game it. just hit us up you know pussfit.com uh you can hit up dean the lunatic fridge uh just let us know we'll uh we'll make it happen we like it oh i know where i was supposed to go cincinnati no cleveland demarcy's place robert Kraft is going to be over mm. there he asked me to go so i might hit that one i know oh, we yeah. have 12 we have 12 boogies though so i have to check the calendar who knows <clears throat> yeah, we've I, unfortunately we've missed a lot of the middle of the country. Well, besides Texas, but kind of like the middle of the country, we've hit in a few of the coasts, uh, a few on each coast, and uh, I feel like we need to open up them a little more of the middle country. I'd love to start hitting Ohio. There's a ton of drop zones. It's like New York, it's Tennessee too, right? Tennessee's awesome. Well, I've been down there. Chattanooga Skydive Company. Um, I'm gonna go check out Chicago. a couple of the other ones. Who knows? Chicago. Ooh, Summerfest. Who's going to some? Oh, yeah, Summerfest. <laughs> That's going to be a good time. Oh, yeah. I wish you... Oh, you got up. He doesn't have glass, ladies and gentlemen. He has a coffee cup with rum in it, and we can't clink. Otherwise, you would have heard a cheers. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Clink. Um... <laughs> But yeah, that's going to be, I mean, it's just going to be a busy year. we got so much to do. And especially with COVID and nothing's like, flying wasn't bad, right? Like, I, I thought it wasn't horrible two weeks ago. But at the same time, it's it's still not the same. It's, I mean, it gets you where you need to go. And, you know, usually you're, I'm sitting next to you, so I don't have to deal with uh, somebody, that, you know, I don't know sitting next Crying to Crying baby. Yes. Yeah, no matter what we do, there's at least one <laughs> screaming baby, some smelly weird guy or Ugh. something, you know, some guy eating some sort of three-day-old fish in a Tupperware next to you. That chick I met on the way home last Ugh. February from Florida, I'm still friends with on Instagram. She was awesome and fed me chicken salad. I should have known better to eat out of someone else's chicken salad to hide a cut. Well, it wasn't even the height yet. COVID was just starting, but... Yeah, Marissa, if you ever hear this, you're awesome. <clears throat> but normally we always get stuck next to so Oh, the way home from Texas. That dude kicking my chair. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I stood up and we got out. And Kevin, Kevin knows my biggest pet peeve on any trip is when the plane lands. And there's no way you're getting off because we're at the back of the plane getting the cheap tickets. And everyone stands up. And then, you know, you got some smelly ass in your fucking face because the guy's been sitting or the girl's been sitting for 15 fucking hours. Puts his backpack on, yeah. throw, throws it right in there. Ready to fucking go, and I start losing my mind. So this time, Kevin sees me stand up right away, and he's like, Yo, you're standing up. I'm like, yeah, fuck this guy. This guy had been kicking me. He actually put his feet under my chair, and they were in my they were in my space. So I stomped on his foot, and then I, what did I, what I say to him? I put on my rig, and, I, and he goes, he looked at me, and I go, if you fucking touch my rig like you've been my seat, we're going to have a problem. And Kevin was like, oh. <laughs> but right to his face. But, I mean, that's kind of the norm right now, especially with oh, yeah. everything happening on airplanes. They say airplane travel is now as dangerous as being in, like, Manhattan or Chicago. People getting dragged off of planes. They stop, I think one carrier stopped serving alcohol just mainly for that reason. All carriers stop mm. serving alcohol. I have to bring it on, sneak it in a vitamin water bottle now. <laughs> uh, oh, Coop. Coop last week, remember? She, had, yeah. she said some, some guy, and I'm not... I'm not making fun of the obese people in the country, but apparently she sat next to a gentleman who had to buy two seats because he was that large, and he wouldn't wear a mask. And I, I'm waiting to see it on Facebook because she said it'll be out. People were filming it. But apparently um, the marshals came over and the police, and they wouldn't let her get up while they yelled at this guy. And then they dragged him over her. She had, like, missing fingernails and, like, bruised yeah. ribs, couldn't even organize for two days. But, yeah, air travel's getting crazy, man, so... Who knows? I'm glad we're driving to the next like three buggies. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. gonna be fun. I am looking forward <laughs> to getting back back to the south, or maybe even out west, though. I, 
We gotta we gotta keep it moving. I miss Arizona. I know. We gotta get back out there. Arizona's fun. I don't know. So, what Still, do you think's next, man? Where do you want to see yourself in like ten years? Ten years from now, hopefully. Uh, All right, that's far out for you. Let's go. Five. Yeah, I can't even think about what I want to do tomorrow. Uh, I don't know. My five-year plan is to just uh, be happy and healthy. I'm just probably gonna change up my job, my career. You know, the yeah. the, the gig I'm doing right now is kind of stressful. And, You're a young uh, man. You got a lot of opportunity. Got a figure something else out but uh like i said i don't want to ruin the fun in skydiving so i'm not sure i want to take that leap just yet but uh that day's gonna probably come someday because it is something i enjoy doing and you know i uh think i could add some value there so i think you add value to everything you do um, at least try yeah. you know do something do it do it 100 you are you are you know in reality a young man you you have no ties you got your girlfriend you got your dog max you love max He's awesome yeah but this gives you the opportunity i mean you could sell your house move into your camper full time and, and yeah it's of- just i mean it's hard with this uh whole real estate issue that's going on kind of everywhere in the country it seems like you know everybody oh everybody's overpaying for stuff and you know i feel like if i if i leave here i'd, I'd probably not be able to come back or at least have to spend a lot more yeah, and that and, bubble's gonna pop yeah I hope so. I hope things resemble normal sometime in the near future. You figure... Neighbor just sold and got crazy money for Crazy. It makes me want to do the same thing, but... The neighbor across the street... What am I going to do? You know, $800,000 for that small house across the street from me. You know, I bought this thing at like $300. That's a nice blender. That's the Jimmy Buffett margarita maker. That fucking thing. Yeah, we had it out on a boat this weekend. Um... (laughs) We do a boat trip with, and I don't know, I think I said it earlier, just just the guys once a year. And my buddy's got like this 60-foot yacht, and we take it, and uh, there you go. Pour another one. Ooh, you could hear it in the mic. Little splash. So anyway, my, my, contri- my contribution to the boat trip is always, because uh, he pays for dockage and for fuel. Anytime you're taking the boat out, eh? it's yeah. never a couple bucks. No, I mean, oh, shit, this weekend I spent 500 on food and booze, but... So I got the Jimmy Buffett Margarita Maker. Margarita. Uh, oh, hey, I've been Marga, drinking. Bar, 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 bar. <laughs> anyway, I highly recommend it. The thing's awesome, and it's always fun at parties. Um, you just put in your booze, and then it's like uh, in the Caribbean. It like chops up the ice, spreads it in, blends Thanks, it. Serious. Fun time. It's good. We'll have it out for the fourth. You're welcome down. It's good times. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, you could sell your house. You could live in your camper. I'd say keep your house for now, unless you want the money. Yeah, I've, it's so hard to think about the future and the way the world's going to go. Who the hell knows? I feel like everybody's uh, kind of shooting from the hip these days. Well, you never know. Yeah. Either way, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. Life is. is good, and skydiving's good, and... And there's always rum. Happy to be here. Yep. Good stuff. But, um, all right, man. Right, tune this down with... Uh, Appreciate you, and um, yeah, no problem, man. Yeah, it was fun, and we'll you know, uh, we'll definitely be seeing some of you guys and girls out there, and happy to see all the DZ owners and Packers and everybody that helps make our uh, make our our venues possible. Yeah, so thank you, possible. everybody. Yeah, definitely sport. But yeah, if anyone has any questions as to where Kevin's going to be organizing, you can go to uh, Pussfoot OG on Facebook, and generally we will have. Uh, some sort of schedule i know it's been kind of weird and i apologize um this year last year we just felt like we were canceling everything non-stop so that that really did suck but this year there's definitely a light at that tunnel and everything is opening and people are friendly and want to party and jump so 
don't be afraid. Get out there. Come hang out. Let's go have a good time. Let's create some stories that we can talk about on here. Um, I'm going to be doing two podcasts for, for you know the Lunatic Fringe now a month, and I want to focus on the new jumper. I want to focus on everybody. Retention you know, is important. Retention. Yeah, but I just want to do interviews. So if any of you guys are interested in being on here and you want to come rap with me, let me know. Just reach out. Um, I'm totally game. Again, Crime Basterly or Brian Casterly or God knows how many names I go by. I am or bald. Kevin six eight seven eight. Yeah, if anyone wants to reach out to you, do you got any uh want to put your social media out here? Uh, just Kevin six eight seven eight on Insta and uh Kevin Barham on Facebook. Hell yeah. And again, thank you to uh Dean with the Lunatic Fringe and thank you to NZ Aerosports. Fuck yeah. You guys rock, and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. We're going to bring another one to you next week with a super special guest. Or maybe not next week. I'm not sure how we're splitting these up yet. But uh, one of my favorite human beings in the world and a super awesome inspiration to everybody. She is badass. So keep tuned for that. Anyway, thank you and cheers. Thanks again to everybody that makes this possible. Love y'all. Later. All right, Dean, I hope that was good. Again, this was my first one. I have no fucking idea what I'm yeah, doing. Shooting from the hip is uh, yeah, what we did. Yeah, we just tried to keep it a bonfire chat. So let me uh, know. Give me critiques on that, what you want me to do different, and I'll make it happen. Love you, homie. Ciao. Interview with a nobody. Oh, yeah. You're not a nobody. <laughs> There you go. Another episode of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void in the Can brought to you as always by Fuck Yeah NZ Aerosports. Go check them out. Brought to you also by Pussfoot.com and that guy back there, Brian Casserly. Head to Pussfoot.com, the Extreme Sports Collective. By Summit Parachute Systems and Badass Jarrett Martin bringing you amazing rigging courses and sick pilot rigs. And me, the fucking pilot, uh, as always, thefuckingpilot.net or theprincesspilot.com takes you to the same place that gets you the links to all the podcasts and both the books. See you next time. <laughs>